Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen jones For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash forallnerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? And Welcome to another episode of the Four All Nerd Show. The voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture according to people of color. And as always, here on the spaceship, it's your boy DJ Ben Amin, aka Halal Jordan, Black the King Kirby. Baron Benzimo, Toss a Coin to your Ninja, Lion O Richie, De La Troll, Bernie Slanders. You're <laughs> <laughs> on the stage tonight. Oh my God. And as always, I'm joined by Tatiana King, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Flex Luthor, Ned Slanders, Gucci Mane DeLorean, Lambo Calrissian, Sean Jean Luc Picard, Jay Prince of All Saiyans, and the Ting of the North. All right, all right, all right. How you doing today? I am doing well. I'm feeling good, you know, fully vaccinated. Feel like I want to be outside. It's hot today. We in the 80s today. Like, yo. So it's it feels good. To, summer's my favorite season, obviously. So it's my time to shine in the sunshine. So I'm just, I'm just getting ready to go outside. I want to go to the beach. I want to do stuff, you know, within reason, but I still want to do stuff. Me too. Me too. Definitely within reason. But yeah, things are looking up. I'm actually about to do my first gig next Saturday. Mm. Yes, confirmed. DJ Ben, I mean, the DJ will be DJing in real life. Wow. I've been <laughs> like 
at an inside joint because I did a couple of block parties, a couple you know outdoor things last year. But at an inside joint, it has been since like February of last year. Wow, wow! How does that feel? Interesting. Hmm. Um, I don't know yet. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even though, as people on the show, listeners know, I am fully vaxxed. I still feel a ways about being around people. Yeah. As you should, because it's still a pandemic, and I think everyone has to remember that. CDC is also giving a lot of conflicting information that is pissing me off, particularly when it comes to mask wearing. I've said it before on Twitter. I'm going to say it here on the show. I'm still wearing a mask, and probably from here going forward, just because I feel like, and particularly not every single time, uh, when you know once stuff is actually contained, but particularly when I'm in big groups, uh, when I'm underground and on a, in a train, if I'm personally sick, if I'm on a plane within a small space, because I've like I, I used to fly quite a lot throughout the year, and anytime I flew, I would get sick. It's just that 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 recirculated air, being around all them people stuff, and and of course, you know, back then when we was just raw dogging in the air all the time, we didn't know why we was getting sick. We were just like, oh, you know, maybe it's just cold or whatever, whatever. But no, it's because of all them germs and stuff, and also the plane is mad dirty, like. The things that you would think would have gone on just because it's right, like you're on this hunk of metal that's touched by thousands of people a day. I mean, they really don't clean. And again, it depends on, I guess, what class you in. But I haven't seen them clean well. If if, if Naomi, the the mother Campbell, wears like, you know, what's, what's going, in the beginning of the pandemic anyway, it was showing you how she cleaned it, her whole space thoroughly, that should tell you something. She was in the super, super, super first class. So what do you think they're doing with us in the economy? So yeah, I'm I'm all about making sure my space is clean, but also just back to the mask. I'm going to be wearing that in these enclosed spaces, spaces where I'm with a bunch of other people. Again, when I'm sick, I know that it's never been cultural here in the West to do that. But in the East, especially if you look at places like Japan, that's normal. Like, because you are caring for your fellow person and as well as yourself. So that's my move for this whole thing. I'm going to be cautious. I'm still going to be careful about going too hard out there. And like I said, I'm going to still stay masked up for the most part. All right. Well, yeah, me too. Uh, Like I said, I'm debating whether I'll be masked up during this. You know, I'm DJing a wedding. It feels weird Mm -hmm. to be rocking a mask during somebody's wedding but just i mean have it with you never know i mean and also the dj you're kind of away from everybody i'm definitely right? away we've already established that we got a yeah. whole line around it yeah we're keep- yeah so so you may not need to do all that and also i know uh, particularly when people need to see your mouth movement you know they and when you're trying to communicate even like you know doing those silent communications like maybe they want to see that personable side of you i guess but but also people also used to the mask too so i don't know it's it's, it's kind of a give and take but it, i would say the fact that you're away helps and whatever you feel yes true indeed yeah but yes you know we've talked enough about all that because this <laughs> is the for all nerd show and you know we've got a great guest tonight a lot of things going on thank you i mean we act like we just you know sometimes we uh i don't feel like we don't talk about enough about what we've done you know and just this week, we had Malcolm Spellman on the Ooh. show, the head writer of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And according to rumors, still unsubstantiated rumors, <laughs> the writer of Captain America 4. Captain America 4, this dude 
gave us an incredible interview. He loved the interview and com- and based on the feedback we're getting from all of y'all, y'all fucks with it too. So we we are are proud of that of that conversation we have. We're really proud that you all enjoyed it. If you haven't seen it yet, make sure you're listening on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you also if you want to see some visuals, we got the visuals. We have it on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TV. Again, you can always go to that channel if you ever miss our live streams, if you ever miss the interviews that we have with amazing guests and everything in between. Just hit that up. But yeah, Ben, you're right. We have to celebrate that more. Mm-hmm. Yes, because, uh, you know, it's like we just keep moving because we got an, another amazing guest tonight and we act like we didn't just have Malcolm Mother Spellman up in here. You know what I mean? Like, like that didn't just happen well well we keep it moving because as you say we're doing a lot and and we i mean our plates are always full and and especially folks like disney to make sure that as we told y'all what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing some exclusive reviews of certain shows on our patreon that's patreon.com slash for all nerds and if you were a patron or are a patron by the time i finish the sentence you will have seen that we've already done a review of this past season of Invincible. So you already know where we stand about the about the series, what we see for the future or, or have no idea about. <laughs> but my thing is, the only place you're going to get our full understanding and our full thoughts about it is on our Patreon. And you're also going to get our review of the first three episodes of The Bad Batch as well. Soonish. Soonish. Shout out to Kenya Barris. That's his, <laughs> oh, no, that's his no, new time no, travel no, no, series. No. We're Soon-ish. done with the ish series. That, yeah, that, the no, ish that, universe. He ain't, ain't going to have his, his time travel series? I'm Soon-ish? very done with the ish universe, sir. Oh, man. Uh, shout outs to Mixedish, which got canceled. It hurts because I... Did you semi, like it? I semi-enjoyed it. I felt I like... watched it. Oh, okay. The grandfather and the aunt were incredible. And the aunt and the mom, when together, were incredible. That was it. Okay. Yeah, it, I you know. You. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not but gonna that, go that, back to check. That part was gro- was great. You know, what I mean, I wish I was hoping for a spinoff or something instead of this. You know, it might have found its legs later, but you know, and I still watch um, what do you go uh, which is popping, and I don't really get it. The college joint, Gronish. Yeah, Gronish. You don't like gr- Gronish? Is actually good. Did you see the latest season when my man no, got... No, I have not seen the latest Okay. Season. Uh-huh. The ending so is... So, if you're telling me something changes, then I'm a little... <laughs> no, it's not like that. It's just the the the, the cliffhanger. <laughs> oh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You mean... I'm, I'm, wait, is it out right now? Yeah, it's been out. Yeah, a few episodes. But no, I haven't seen... The latest season. So, this been out. They're, they're I'm done. Like, there was a cliffhanger the season before that. When when he went to Paris? When Zoe? When Zoe... Went yeah, went to Paris. No, 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 no. This is a whole other cliffhanger. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I don't know what to make of that. But for all the other ish series, I just have one phrase to say. I'm not going to be there. Okay. All right. Well, so, I still love Blackish. I still love Blackish. And this is actually going to. Is this is this or the upcoming season going to be their final season? The upcoming season will be the final season. And, and, and which is sad, but also I understand. Like they they've come to a natural conclusion. The cast has really literally grown up in front of our eyes that the kids anyway of the cast like i i was looking at and sometimes if you watch like the streaming like you'll see they'll throw in the super old episodes when like jack and diane are like eight (laughs) they started on the show at seven and right and now they're like 16 17 yeah 
oh my god so you just just seen like seeing the older the super old episode then a newer episode with jack where he has like the the facial hair and his voice is changing and i'm just like oh my god i watched y'all when y'all was babies yes oh but i'm like i said i'm really happy and i'm really proud of them and and i'm i'm you know again sad but i'm also satisfied i think their decision they make makes sense it's time and I, all the cast have been doing a lot of different things since that time and I know that they want some more freedom as well yeah they'll be good there's no need to worry about them at all but man you know on some other thing this is kind of like old news to some people but your boy's been watching Rebels Star Wars Rebels Oh, I've been approaching the end of it I'm on the final season Last night, I watched the episode entitled Jedi Knight. Hmm. If you've seen it, pain. <laughs> Just pain. <laughs> Hurts when breathe. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd like, it's a three-year-old show, so I don't, you know, but I still don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. I... You know, love Clone Wars. I talked about Clone Wars on here. And then I was watching Rebels at a more leisurely pace. I kind of chewed through Clone Wars and I wanted to enjoy Rebels. And Rebels is one of them shows to me that it's just like so far in the Bad Batch where it it, it grew. I guess Clone Wars was the same way. You know, it starts off I to good <laughs> and then turns into one of the best things you've ever seen. And I'm heartbroken over the episode of Jedi Knight right now. Like, I think I'm going to watch the next one tonight, but... Damn. Are, are you going to share with everyone why you're so heartbroken? Like, or is that going to be a Patreon exclusive? Are you going to have just a video of you crying? <laughs> and like I say, can, I mean, it's a three-year-old show. It's not really a spoiler, right? Now, a lot of people still haven't seen it. I, I haven't seen it. I mean, so, oh, you're asking if it's a spoiler? I mean, are people going to go back and watch that to watch before they watch Bad Batch? I mean, I'm not. I, I just went right into Bad Batch. <laughs> so, um, and I, and, Rebels and, ain't got nothing to do with Bad Batch. Uh, well, well, I mean, you know how you just want some color, but yeah. Well, mm. you all right? Well, then I will say it. It's three years old. Get you know, y'all. You know, spoiler <laughs> alert, folks. <laughs> Jedi Knight is the episode where Kanan meets his demise. Kanan is the Jedi who is the head of the crew. Well, I guess Ezra is the head of the crew, but Ezra is Kanan's Padawan. Kanan is the Jedi Master training Ezra throughout the series. Kanan at one point got blinded, and he's in love with a woman named Hera, and their relationship and his relationship with Ezra are just some of the best things about this series. And Kanan's relationship with the Force and just his whole Jedi-ness, you know, is just ill. Like, he's one of them great Jedi characters, you know? Mm. And he met his end, saving his love and his Padawan and his friend Sabine, who's another one of my favorite characters. I mean, all these are like my, like they're up there with Ahsoka, you know, like Sabine, Kanan, Ezra, and Hera are just, and um, I always forget my man's name. The last dude, I can't, sorry. I'm sorry to y'all in the Twitch chat right now. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> no, he is though. I just forget his <laughs> Zeb, 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 sorry. Sorry, Zeb. My man Zeb. All of the rebels are some ill-ass characters, you know. Like there, I can't remember the. Um, there's a dude who uh, turns from the empire and joins them. He's ill, you know. This a, it's an ill series. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. But Kanan's moment trying to save his friends and knowing that it's his end, I knew it was coming. Like, that's the thing. It is so telegraphed. Like, the foreshadowing is ridiculous. Like, this Negro gonna die. You know, it tells you, like, like maybe four episodes before it happens. It's like, bruh, this man is done. And I knew it was coming. There was no way, you know, I was like, oh, he done, he done, he done. And then when it happened, it still kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's like, it is one, it's one of the most beautiful moments, you know, in Star Wars to me. It's an incredible animation, the whole sequence. Damn. The music, the acting, you know, from the characters. It's heartbreaking. It's one, it's like, there's a moment within this moment that I'm not going to spoil that. It's just like, it, it really didn't even hit me until like the third time I rewound it because I kept rewinding it. I was so like, oh my God. you got your heart broken twice? Three, four times. So I kept rewinding it. Damn. I watched it again today. I had to because it's it's such a moment, you know, but it's like. Damn, double homicide. Double homicide. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, folks, if you have not seen uh, Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels, I highly recommend both of them. If you're a fan of Bad Batch, if you're on our Patreon and you're, you know, Hype for this review of Bad Batch. You should be hyped because I like Bad Batch, and that's all I'm gonna say on this show. All right, well, you, my friend, would love Clone Wars and Rebels. It would blow your goddamn mind. Clone <laughs> 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 Wars and Rebels, nigga, nigga. When Obi Wan meets um Darth Maul again in Rebels, nigga, is one of the like, because you remember the original meeting, you know, when, when he kills his, when he killed uh, Qui-Gon. And when they come back together. Niggas die every day, B. <laughs> I mean, they definitely did that day. That's all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and as we know, Obi-Wan is still around. So, you know, um, yeah, that's not really a spoiler, folks. And. Obi Wan treated it with like it was niggas die every day. Be like Darth Maul, just another nigga in the way. 
<laughs> that was so, so cold about it. The other disrespect. <laughs> it was like this nigga Darth was mad for like 30 years trying to get back. And this nigga, this nigga finally catches up with him and it's like, fuck out of here. Fam, 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 fam. Ah, y'all gotta watch these shows, folks. Ooh, man, ma'am, ma'am. Um, you know, we got a lot of great things to talk about, a lot of big things on this episode, but I do want to take a second and just say, I mean, rest in power, blessings upon blessings. Thank you. I'm sure mm. we've mentioned him before on this show at some point. Multiple, a, multiple times. Multiple even times. even in last week. Even I mean, what am I talking about? Even in last week, I'm like one of the biggest fans of his work and just comedy in general. And I feel like he contributed so much to comedy, you know, that mm. a lot from his own stand-up, from his sit-down, as people were pointing out today, because he barely did stand-up. He was always just sitting there telling jokes. The one and only Paul Mooney, man, the legend himself, passed away Wednesday at the age of 79 from, it seems, from a heart attack. And, mm. yeah, man, it just hurts. Because Paul Mooney, if you don't know who he is, Google, watch some YouTube. Some of it might be a little too much for some of y'all. I will not lie. I watched a reason. I remember a few years ago, I was watching a Paul Mooney special, and I had to turn it off. I was like, man, this man mad today, boy. But. Paul Mooney is one of the most brilliant minds to ever work in comedy. He mm-hmm. worked with, he was a writer with Richard Pryor, with Dave Chappelle on The Chappelle Show. A lot of people know him from his Negro Damas stits, where he would sit there and um, predict the future, or his Ask a Black Man stit, where he was going around and they were ha- asking random people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes these random people had turned into be like Stephen King. Asking about do black people like to go to black dentists? Right. And I mean, and I know clearly I'm, I was way late with it, but my introduction to Paul Mooney was a Chappelle show. Mm, yep. Yeah. So. That was his introduction to a lot of people. I've known Paul because I was such a fan of Richard Pryor. So that's mm-hmm. what made me find out about Paul Mooney first because he just was one of the best writers ever, you know, beyond his stand up. Mm-hmm. He wrote for Richard, you know what I mean? Like he helped Richard Pryor to me, the GOAT. You know, like yeah. the undisputed goat of comedy. I mean, again, say what you will about Paul or how you felt about him or, or what you didn't like, whatever. At the, as, as, as you said, he was so impactful. And while you may not agree with absolutely everything he said, I know I probably don't, but there's just certain things, certain, certain expressions that he, he shared that has really, has always hit home and it's always been like real life like when he says this is famous everybody want to be a nigga but nobody want to be a nigga like that is one of the most profound statements ever uttered in the history of mankind yes it should be inscribed on a statue somewhere yeah it should be like put over the faces on the what's the mount rushmore <laughs> like that shit should be tats- over the face of tattooed like on their forehead. Oh. <laughs> 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 tattooed on forehead like 21 savage. Yes, yeah, like 21 Everyone savage. Everyone wants to be a yeah. nigga. In fact, I'm about to get Mr. Morris to do that for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. See, but even like, again, 
<laughs> despite some of the negativity there like you see even just thinking about the things he's saying you know even prevalent as well but he's still making you laugh right he's still making you laugh in his passing so that energy will still always live on i'm definitely saying rest in power to paul mooney like i was shocked watching that like i didn't even i didn't even think was he like 76 or something like okay 79 like my dyslexia can't click then but i just i i mean He's just been around like I just it just he it never occurred to me that he would be the next to go like and it just it just never registered and and I've, and apparently like he uh, based on what I've read today that he had a heart attack. Yep. So and I don't he's know the extent of great health, you know, and just, yeah. I mean, as funny as he was, and as much as he's witnessed in this country, you know, to be seventy nine years old, so. And, you know, imagine a black comedian who's had to suffer through everything, the death of your friends, the death of, you know, just everything. And like seeing, you know, Malcolm Martin in real life time, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. And to still have to crack out jokes and to known to be one of the greatest of all time, but to not get the respect from the general public like Mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You know, for black people and black comedians, you know, they're crying today. You know, that this is a blow. But for, you know, the general public, people don't know. And so to be Paul Mooney and to have to gone through all that and to be as brilliant as he is and have to face America every day, man, it's like, you know, there's that famous joke about uh, the clown who goes to see the doctor. And, you know, he's like, I'm sad and tired all the time. I'm depressed. And the doctor's like, oh, don't worry. Go see the great clown Pavalacci. And he's like, but doctor, I am the great clown Pavalacci. You know? And that's what, that's Paul Mm. Mooney, you know? Yeah. Like what does, who did Paul Mooney go to to make him laugh, you know, to deal with all the drama and the nonsense that we deal with? Like, like you say, you might not agree with everything he said, but it's just like with Dave Chappelle, with any great, with Richard Pryor, these people I love to death and I don't agree with everything they say. But I'm so thankful for them for saying the things that need to be said, especially in this time, a bum ass, like, you know, Rogan, other Mm. cats out here, Mm -hmm. you know, I almost said his name. One of them idiots, you know. (laughs) (laughs) We won't, however. But yeah, like, you know, in this time of these people who's running around talking about cancel culture and shit like that, you never heard Paul Mooney say that because Paul Mooney said, always understood. You could say whatever you want the fuck to say as long as it's funny. You know what I mean? He was never one of these bum motherfuckers who thinks that you can't say things who are sitting there talking into a microphone, talking about they're worried about being co- uh, canceled. Straight white men talking in a microphone to millions of people worried about being canceled. Not my And to other black men co-signing them, but oh, God damn it. See, I might not ever always agree with you, everything you, they you, do. You, you know, that's on. what I mean. I might not always agree all, with everything they do, but all, you know. All we really got to say is rest in peace, rest in power, rest in paradise <laughs> to Paul Mooney. Rest in power always. Watch Hollywood Shuffle if y'all ain't seen it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Watch any of his classics. You know, we'll go watch some Richard Pryor. You know. But thank you for real. Thank and with you. that, we are going to be right back with another person that I'm happy that we have here today because, you know, we don't get to say thank you to these people enough. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm going to say a few words of thanks and praises because right after the break, we have the one and only Feral Munch in the building. 
Hi, I'm Professor Brandon Obunu, a scientist who studies genetics and epidemics. And when I'm not doing long division, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, yo, this is Danny Lohr. And this is Vida Ayala. And we are Twin Speaks. And when we are not writing Ironheart or James Bond, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hi, my name is Genevieve King, and I play Jackie Veda on Netflix's Lock and Key. When I'm not cooking up new recipes in my kitchen, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, everybody. This is Peter Ramsey. I am the director of Rise of the Guardians and one of the directors of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And I like to listen to For All Nerds with Tatiana and the great Benjamin. Hey, this is Hiro Karangawa, actor and playwright. And you are listening to For All Nerds All The Way. Hi, this is Lexi Alexander, and I'm a filmmaker and a writer. And when I'm not playing with my vintage toys and feeding myself and my dog, then I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's up? This is Otto Asando. And when I'm not on television and movie sets, I am listening to For All Nerds. Welcome back, fam fam. As always on the spaceship, we bring you the fire and our special guest continues this tradition. You may know him from his time with Organized Confusion or his multiple classic solo projects, or you may have just gotten hip to him with the release of A, a Magnificent Day for an Exorcism, his new album with the supergroup 13. So let's all welcome one of the greatest MCs, your favorite rapper's favorite rapper, a true musical genius, <laughs> the one and only Pharaoh Mud. Welcome back to the spaceship. Well, is, is the prodigal son's return? Oh my God, it's been years. <laughs> I saw y'all. We did a panel with Star Wars versus Star Trek. Yes, and. It was Quayle Chris and Jean Grey and myself and um, uh, who was on my team? Uh, uh, Tatiana was on I was on your team. team. <laughs> <laughs> I was just sitting there like smiling like he don't <laughs> Because we did. He's like, what celebrities was on my team? Oh, we didn't win. <laughs> it was uh, the people who was on, t- it was me, you, and Quayle Chris who was on our team, okay. who was on okay, the Star okay, Trek okay. team. And okay. then Ben had Gene, and I don't know who the third person was on your team, Ben. Mr. Lynn. Mr. Lynn, Mr. Lynn. Mr. Yeah. Lynn. Okay, okay. I, yeah. I remember that very vaguely because I was upset that we didn't win. And I felt like my team let me down. Wow. But you know, I just wow. I was Shots like, fired at the guest I right away. Like, hey, <laughs> see it in your face too. You couldn't hide it. I was like, oh, we I, 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 was, I gotta tell the truth. And, and Pharaoh's family, right? I have to tell the <laughs> truth, man. It is what it is. But I'm so happy to see you nonetheless. But yes, as we said, thank you for joining us. We obviously want to talk to you because yes, we just mentioned you have your projects out now. But I mean, again, you're getting back to basics and back to the nitty-gritty back to the roots of what makes you like what makes you happy in this world the things that you enjoy in this world as evidenced by your figurine collection behind you we got to get into this before we get to anything we got to get into all these figurines behind you now we had a conversation right before we started recording and you told me you amassed this collection during the pandemic i did uh wow i was doing doing uh all these zooms obviously during the pandemic yeah. 
And I also have a collection of Monchi cheese, hence the name. And um, that's what I had back there. But I had this one little thing. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You know, Ben Grimm figure. It was a three-inch one, and it was like from the 80s that I had kept, and it was like all broken. And my guy, Wade, on Instagram, who's also a collector and put me on, and he does photographs and reviews of mm. figures. He was like, what's up with that whack-ass thing you got behind you in the interview? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, play me out. So, you know, me and him became cool, and he just um, put me on to a bunch of link- links. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was like, you know, who's your dude? I'm like, you know, I'm an X-Men dude. Wolverine's my dude. Mm-hmm. And, and then I just went nuts. So at, as I learned about. Uh, you know, the legends and, and the, the Hasbro joints and the Mezco joints and the Mafex joints and the different varieties of uh, companies that uh, do these different different pieces. And I just went nuts with it. Um, and it was therapeutic. Mm. It was super therapeutic just having the figures and posing the figures and um, tapping in to film or moments or your own imagination. I found a, a, a illmatic calm coming over me like, this is what I've been missing. It's mm. the figures. And it even pushes on the lyrical side because once you center, it's, it's kind of easier to go to different places in, in the writing aspect of things as well. So they, they've been a, a, a lifesaver in my figures. Yes. <laughs> that's that's facts and i wanted to point out the figures behind you because for two reasons one y'all should be on twitch.tv.com slash for all nerds to actually see this if you're not watching the stream you don't even see what's going on and then two because we wanted to talk about this, this new project you have out right now but ben but, i mean i didn't want to cut you off you had a question yeah i mean not really a question i just wanted to you know confirm that and for those watching on twitch.tv slash for all nerds i know i look food flick right now but we're gonna figure that out but, you know, Marge said something really profound to me right there is that because I feel the same way. Like during the pandemic, I moved into a new place and I got to get my own little room here. And I got like I mm-hmm. really geeked it out. Y'all see behind me, you know, I got the skateboard, I got the cap shield 
and all that. Every time I come in here, it just feels so good. You know, it's just like, yes, like, you know, oh, and like you were saying, like, you'll see a figure and you'll start thinking about a comic book or a movie and it'll inspire you, like, in your writing. It does the same for me. Like, when I'm writing scripts and stuff, it's like, yo, that's just like, oh, that moment, you know, and that's like why I keep the Galactus up there and the Silver Surface because that's like my favorite. And it just feels good, man. And I think people should do more of that, you know, of just really tapping into their geekness and letting it shine, you know, wherever you are, because it just makes you feel better about yourself, I feel. Yeah, it's it's definitely a way to tune in to something that's pure, uh, something that you got to love for. And when you get into that space, it influences you and inspires you to to give back that same energy. Like you want to create that same thing for someone else or something else or just create in that creative space. That's what... uh. You know, that whole world and comic books and figurines did for me for off mm. the rip. You know, mm. I, I think that's kind of, I don't want to make the, the straight correlation, but, you know, hip hop and that space has always been kind of tied together. It's empowering to to have that connection yeah. for obvious reasons. Yeah. Word, word. So I mentioned before that you formed this, I, I don't even want to call it a group. It's like a super force. It's like the galactic force of musicality. It's yourself, Daru Jones and Marcus Machado. And y'all came together to form this group called 13. And as I mentioned, you have this critically acclaimed, acclaimed LP called A Magnificent Day for an Exorcism. And one of the standout singles is called Kill, Kill, Kill. Now, what is so interesting about this is this is more than just a single, more than just a record. Like, it's this sounds stupid, but it's so for real. It's, it's an experience. <laughs> like, you have... This this single is connected to both an animated video, a limited edition comic book that's also available digitally, but it's only what what hundred copies that y'all printing, and an NFT series. Can you just explain to us this project, Kill Kill Kill, and just how this came about? Well, um, just off the rip, I'm I'm dumb excited, just yeah. coming from that world and going to art school, going to the high school of art and design, and collecting comic books before that to to be involved in a uh animated short for a song you know that i i directed didn't happen through magic like we worked really hard on it it's just super dope you know um even in the time that it took like even in this moment uh this this kind of in this point in my career it's still dope in the way that it shows that you could still do fresh shit yeah. You know, 20, 25 years into your in, into your career. But yeah, it's an animated short. Um, I wrote it and um, my man see through uh, did the animation on it. And it was one of the first things we actually did for the project. But we knew we wanted to add all these different elements to it, mediums to it, um, mm -hmm. because for me, the, the entire album was about how do you break through and make things interesting for yourself as a consumer, like I get bored with the the, the usual way that things are, are, are rolled out. Yeah. So we were like, you know, how about we roll this out with an animated uh, video and how about we have a comic book and how about we play it live and how about we do all these things to draw people in? Because I feel like we needed more as a new band 
kind of get people interested in what we were doing. So, you know, um, as we, we, we grew into the, the, the NFT space, mm-hmm. you, we have these like seven different cards with, you can scan them and the NFTs and mm-hmm. a, a couple of seconds of the animation is in the NFT. Mm-hmm. So it's just about how mm-hmm. creative can you be with what you're doing instead of, instead of this, you know, kind of music world that's so pretentious. I was kind of thinking about how can I give back in a way that I would be sitting at home. And if I was watching this, I would be like, this is dope. Yeah. I'm a fan of this group now because uh, it became a little bit too pretentious for me. The hip hop world. How do you give back extra? That's the thinking behind trying right. to write, you know, trying to create something um, dope. So that's the whole story. I mean, like uh, Daru Jones, I mean, just such an ill drummer on the yeah. hip hop side, on the rock side, and then Marcus Machado on the hip hop side and on the rock side. These dudes have played with countless, they're in countless bands and countless projects and played with so many people, too many to even name. And just having them in a situation where we're like in a collective was a dream come true because these are the two people who I wanted, you know, Marcus, because he has this like soulful Hendrix but get uh, hip hop and, and rock feel. And same thing with Daru playing with uh, the likes of Jack White mm. and his band. And then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Taleb and Black Milk and uh, Pete Rock and, you know, all these different uh, funk aspects of things. I thought it would be a dope blend to have in, in what we were doing, which was like not a departure from, from what I normally do, but like... An, in addition to what I normally do on the rock side. Yeah, definitely. I feel like uh, when I'm listening to 13, I don't feel like it's a departure at all, especially, for, you know, having followed your career from the pretty much the beginning. And I just feel like it's just an expansion of what you've done before. And it feels very, like, reflective of, I think, the mood at a time of right now, of 2020 and 2021, where it feels, and even, like, you know, 2025 even, you know, like it's like forward thinking in a way where it's like predicting what's coming and showing what's coming, especially in some of the visuals for Kill, Kill, Kill. But what was on your mind when you were writing, you know, Kill, Kill, Kill? And is that like the reference to the Ice Cube and Slaughterhouse and everything else? I mean, Mass Day Slaughterhouse, not the other one. Right. Um, well, my my thinking has been dystopian futuristic sense organized confusion and mm-hmm. hypnotical gases and mm-hmm. you know it was like uh how do you stay a step ahead or how do you be ahead of your time like that was an emphasis emphasis on what we were were trying to do in the writing back then like mm. how do you stay ahead of MCs and what what's everybody talking about and how can you be expansive on on your on your topics you know, that was a thing back then. I think with this project, what's amazing to me and a blessing to me is um, it's not in the moment. You know, it's unfortunate that a lot of the, the, the turbulence and uh, tumultuous and crazy situations that's, that's happening reoccur. Mm. But um, a lot of this stuff I wrote five, six years ago. We've been working on this project for a long time and you can can kind of 
forecast, especially um, during the Trump administration, the trajectory of, of where things were starting to go politically. Mm. And so it was kind of easy to be like, man, like this shit is, you know, there's a hard line of division that's happening right now, which will inevitably lead to, you know, some, some, some topics that you can't sweep under the rug and, and that will emerge. And the album title is about what's, what's kind of happening now. And like, we got to address these topics and situations if we're ever going to get to uh, a, a, a point where we are collectively, you know, connecting in a, co- uh, a, a consciousness that's connected. We're not going to be able to do that uh, unless we have these hard felt conversations about this history. And um, what was disheartening from a writing standpoint is as, as a kid, you know, even, but you know, in, in before junior high school, I was thinking when you hear 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. I just didn't feel like um, we would be in this space in a social space and in, 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 in a political space like we are right now in a racial space like we are right now. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm still taken aback that we haven't gotten past that. You know, I know it's a hard thing to get past, but like we're talking about Star Trek, you have these episodes where Abe Lincoln is on the joint and they're literally like, you know, racism. Like <laughs> the yeah. fuck was that? You know, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so as a kid, I'm like, you know, we're going to get past this shit at some point, you know, but um, it's deep rooted and it's hardcore. And it's, it's the, the basis of that shit is really, I don't think there's no worse evil than that. So as dark as this album gets with, with, with titles like Kill, 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 mm-hmm. I don't think they could ever get as dark as what we've been subjected to as, as black people in this country. Absolutely, man. I, I mean, and speaking of dark, I mean, Kill, 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 if, never mind the, the title, the, the story behind it, the comic that you, you, you've written and the animation that goes behind it, it's, it's a dark future type of thing. Like you mentioned that, you know, it, it also examines the idea of becoming what you hate the most. And and you know, we, we also see that in like in comics and stories where they even Batman has said it in, in the uh, older Batman movies, you know, you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. So I would say, ha- do you have life experience where you've either seen that occur or even within yourself? You felt that. And is that what helped to inform this story? Yeah. We're constantly like, well, let me speak for myself. I'm constantly <laughs> I'm constantly like emotional and 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 an empath about these subjects that I'm writing about, but also aware and careful to be like, don't be consumed by these emotions at the same time because you want to stay even and you want to stay fair and, and, and you don't want to jump to conclusions or jump to this, you know, this 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 negative vibe on yeah. some dark side shit. And at the same time, this, this, this album is about, you know, if you guys are going to go this dark with us and this open with us and, and, and this blatant 
as it is right now, then there has to be somebody, you know, bestowed in 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 the you know superhero world, so to speak. Yeah. To given to us to be like, we're gonna fight back with that same energy you're throwing at us. Right. And that's kind of like the the fuck you, the fuck you energy of this this band. It's like Here's some voodoo for your ass if you, you want. Let, let, let's go. <laughs> you know? So we, we fighting with the fuck you energy or we fighting with love? Which one's more powerful? Um, I, I think the overall arc in the, in the beginning is to say, you know, let's get dark with it then. Mm. Let's get dark with it then. And then I hear Martin Luther King's voice saying, you know, light has to be in there to to, to move away that darkness. Yeah, to bounce it and out. So, and, 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 and so I tried to build it until it goes back to an understanding of love at the end of the, the album or, or a resolve back in love because that's where it always, that's where the key is. But it was a hard road there because <laughs> I'm angry and I'm fucking mad. <laughs> But I like that though, right? That that's honest. Like I, too too often, you get this like, oh, don't you know? We and nothing against moving in love and fighting with love. It's just like I also want to be angry, and I'm going to use that energy. Mm-hmm. I I feel like there's nothing wrong with that, and I feel like sometimes people get pushed down for being angry. But and people, black people, but I I just feel like yo, we are angry sometimes, and we should want to use that energy to to help put us where we need to be. That's how I be feeling. Absolutely. That that's kind of like a huge vibe. You know, not just raw, raw anger for the sake of being angry, but that's yeah. a, the angst is a, a huge vibe of the record. Um even when I'm talking shit or it, it's not political or social, it, it kind of have that overtone to it. So that is a, a, a good point about this this album. And um, hopefully, you know, moving forward with the band, we 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 reach a a light in the tunnel. <laughs> it can work towards this this kind of age of Aquarius that I was I was feeling at some some points during the the pandemic. But then you know, an enlightenment, and then something just slaps you in the face again and be like. We're dealing with some ignorant ass motherfuckers out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, I think that's something because I'm all you know. I'm a big proponent of the idea of love, and we were talking about Star Trek earlier. And I'm always hopeful for that Star Trek world where we're at that point where it's like, yo, um, you know, you know, Abraham Lincoln comes up, and you're like, you know, racism, you know, you used to, <laughs> you know, you used to keep these Negroes in chains, you know, like. Uh, <laughs> you know that's the, like, that's what I'm hoping for, but yeah, man. The reality and the aggressive nature of America, we're just constantly faced with. You know, it is like on that neck all day. So I'm happy that the album does move towards a place of love, but I also understand the mentality of kill, kill, kill in that portion of the album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man. Like, um, I thought it was important to write these kids into the script mm-hmm. um you know in a lot of films that i've i've taken a liking to over the last couple of years they kind of have that theme i'm a sucker for kids any film that has 
little kids in it. I'm already like, whose kids are these? Oh no, what's gonna happen to them? So I was like, <laughs> you know, let's give the kids the the the, the power. Let's give the girl the, the the headline thing. Yeah. And see if we can draw some interest there. But those are the things that I'm naturally drawn to when it comes to film. You I don't care what the film is about. If you put some scared kids in it that can't find their way back home or whatever, I'm like, <laughs> I'm sold already. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's like School of Rock. I will watch that joint anytime it is on over and over again. I, you know, I love that movie. But, oh, man. But, yeah, Kill, Kill, Kill. The visuals, I mean, first of all, it's beautiful visuals. You know, it's such a distinct style. But that shit was heartbreaking, man. You know, like, I'm watching yeah. this joint, and I'm like, oh, no, no, yeah. no, don't. And we're not going to give it away because we want y'all to see this. But, <laughs> don't you know, do we, that. We got, to, <laughs> we got to see everything. Like, we, I, I read the comic. I saw the NFTs. I, I saw everything. I saw the, I watched the animated video, and I know we'll have a link up for that. But, mm. What Ben said, I was just like, damn, son, for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's pretty sad. Had... Yeah. Pretty sad. I... But I will say this. That, that lead girl is ill. Ill in the sense that if you peep it again, you will notice that they're walking back towards the city. Mm -hmm. So there might be a reason. Hmm. Why she put the mask on? Yeah. Mm. So not all hope yeah. is lost. Okay. Not all okay. hope is lost. That's good to know. Because <laughs> I was like, "Damn, son." <laughs> this, is how, this is what we do, B. Uh, you. Know, I, I have to ask Pharaoh. Did you know? Did you understand NFTs? And do you understand it now? Uh, understand it better now that you you've become acquainted with it. And let's tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he said no. <laughs> Come on, man. What the <laughs> fuck is this world? You know what I mean? I, I have a little more understanding now, but we hired a whole team to, 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 to be like, no, I want to come to the office and draw it on a chalkboard so I can understand and point to things mm. so I can get it. But no, seriously, uh, I have a better understanding, but it's, it's all, it's all make-believe until it's something real. Like, yeah. In, in, you know, it is what it is until it's something tangible that you can translate into factual yeah, yeah. money in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but I also ask because, like, uh, it's one of two ways this happens, right? Person's like, I don't understand it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Or someone like you that's like, well, that's not something I've worked with before. I don't understand. But it's something I'm willing to learn and incorporate into my body of work. And I think that should be commended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm like, I'm always like, what's new? Let me see. How can we flip it? And even in that world, you know, there are people that's like, you know, here's a picture of me in a Kango in, in Pumas in 1989. That's my <laughs> NFT. Yeah. And, you know, my, 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 my people were like, the same way you approach, uh, your music is the same way you want to approach this space. Like you want to be authentic to artists. You want other artists that's in this, this space to be like, that's dope. Yeah. You know, that's, that's not some fuckery. They yeah. took time to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
And that's why I'm glad you said that. I wanted to make that clear. Like, you know, there was intention and purpose behind it. It wasn't just like, yo, let's just throw some NFTs out there. Because I feel like that's just what's happening now. Like, people see the acronym and they just going wild, not really understanding, like, yo, do these people really care? (laughs) Like, you know, they just throwing shit out there. Right, right, right. I had a dude on the street corner the other day be like, yo, you know, you should do this and turn it into an NFT. And I'm like, <laughs> Nigga, we are standing on the corner. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, nah, bro. I don't think I will. <laughs> I don't think this is that opportunity that you were looking for. This isn't what you think And that's it is. what it is too. It's just like, you know, it's just like, you, you know, you imagine somebody being like, I want to do a hip hop record. And they're like, a hip hop, you know. And you're like, no, no. <laughs> it's the same thing in that space. It's like, let's do an NFT. It's like, now it's like, no, no, you can make the shit. You can make it something. Yeah. It can be something, you know? Yes. 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 Not yeah. a hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God. We got to use that. Uh, <laughs> Uh, well, 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 Farrah, you you talked a lot about just the fact that like this this. Well, I mean, I t- I've talked about your background, but like comics and that world and all that, how that has inspired, inspired, and and has aspired some of your work and informed some of the things that you've gone into. And also, like I said, you personally, you love this shit. So, can you share with us like what you've been reading in terms of comics, or have you been watching some animations or even anime? Yeah, I've been. <sighs> doing the movie thing during this this whole time and thank thank god for that and um you know i just finished invincible Mm. Mm, what you think about that um i liked it um it's got mixed reviews in in my crew but i love i love the aspect of it in my comic book because i put I, i put my regular friends on to shit and they'd be like yo why they look like that and I'm like, <laughs> the fuck man like watch a couple of episodes <laughs> you know and um i loved it especially where they went with, with the father yeah. at the end and the build like i love the whole thing so um i i i stand with invincible so do we and yes the shit that knocked my socks off was primal. Ooh, okay. What's that? And primal is on HBO Max, and it is an animated series of I think about ten episodes. It has no dialogue. It's about a caveman and a dinosaur. This is so it it connected. It's connecting to me. I haven't finished it yet. I'm trying to ration the episodes. Mm. It's so good. Like I, I did the same thing with, with Mandalorian. It was so good. I was like, ah, because I didn't watch the first uh, season when it came out. So I, I got to watch them after they were out. And I was like, oh, I don't want to finish this. I want to watch one every month. Yeah. You were trying to savor it. And and then Primal came. It started, started in 2019. It's directed by Gendy Tartakovsky. Oh, yeah, Tartakovsky. Yeah, it's from Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's he, Laboratory, the Samurai fun, Jack. The greatest Clone Wars. The the original Clone Wars, the, the two seasons that are done before the main series when Ahsoka shows up are done by him. And it's wow. that shit is so sick. Oh, I got to watch it. 
Jesus. Oh man, you have you so you haven't seen Primal. You, no, you, you, either one of y'all. No, I knew what you were oh. talking about, but I haven't seen it. I think I've seen it on there, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch an episode tonight. Oh my goodness, yeah, it's, it's so insane. And after every episode, I feel like I want to go to my book and and write a rhyme. Like I, I feel like an MC just just sunned me, and I'm like. <laughs> I gotta battle this episode <laughs> with something. I, like, what are you doing with your life if this is this good? You know what I mean? And like, what are you gonna do? I love when stuff leaves me like that. And the, and the films that left me like that was... um. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, leading up to the writing of this was like Fury Road. Mm. And um, even um, Joker and, and Joaquin's performance in that made me go back and listen to some of the songs and ask myself how believable are you on these bars like do you believe yourself can you do this shit again and a couple of songs i was like bro you gotta you gotta go back in there and you gotta you gotta hit that shit again you know what i mean yeah somebody is gonna give that much of themselves to the art then you need to re-examine your life and go back and listen to some of this shit. So I was actually happy that it was it was taking time because I was, you know, I, I I'll admit that I leave stuff on the cutting room floor. I edit, I mm-hmm. rewrite, a song will be done, and I'll be like, mm, you could do those last four bars better than that. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Man. Yeah. Let me tell you, I once uh, stopped talking to some. Well, I don't stop talking to them. We just talk on Twitter and shit. But I, I stopped respecting their opinion on film once they told me they didn't f with Fury Road. Uh, I mean, come on, bro. That, come on, bro. Fam, I really, I was like, I, I just don't. You know, I don't. I can't ever take you seriously again when you talk about movies. I'm sorry. I, I've, I've watched that over and over and over and over again, and each time I watch it, uh. It, it's amazing. 
It's almost a, a silent film. But again, it's one of those movies that like moved me as an artist to, to say to myself, what are you going to do? What are you mm-hmm. going to offer? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just and then his age mm-hmm. and then cinematically, it's just like, <sighs> come on, bro. Like. What are you doing with your life right yeah. now? <laughs> you know? And I love to feel like that because you don't always you don't always get that from the the thing that you do. There's not always an album per se that makes me feel like, oh, I gotta start my album over. Mm. But there are films and 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 things outside of even conversations that get to a point where you again you center and you're just like in this space I can re-examine the work that I'm about to to put out and assess it in a certain way. If that makes any sense. Nah, man, it, may, it makes hella sense. We we were we've been talking about uh, Paul Mooney before, you know, you came on. And we were talking about like you just say, you know, I know it's tough for you as a, as one of the greats. You know, I'm not sure what who you listen to on hip hop where you're like, oh, you know, let, let me step my bars up because, you know, that man said that or that woman said that. And you know, I just want to personally thank you because, like, we were talking with Paul Mooney. I don't think we get to thank people enough and really say, yo, you know, like, because I've, all, you know, we've become friends over the years and shit, but I started as a fan of your shit, you know what I mean? And to this day, I'm a fan of your shit. And when it comes to shit, when I need inspiration, you know, I'll listen to Pharaoh, you know what I mean? So it's like, thank you, man, because I, yeah. I don't think we get to say that enough to people that I just really want to be the one and be like, yo, man, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for this new album. Thank you for everything you'll do in the future. You know yeah. what I mean? Just... You deserve your flowers, for real. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, bro. I've been doing these interviews, and for, for the project, people have been giving me flowers, and I've been like, give me all the flowers! <laughs> <laughs> I want all the flowers! No. <laughs> but But hip-hop is... That's what hip hop is, man. I'm telling you at the at the core of it, it's about people getting in the cipher and pop locking and doing electric boogie and somebody being like, all right, wait till I come back. Mm-hmm. All right, wait till I come back. And building upon that that energy and elevating and pushing the genre as far as it can go. Same jazz shit. You know, somewhere along the lines. What happens to things happens to things, but you know I'm constantly looking for that. So uh, I'm 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 so honored and thankful that that you said that because that's uh that's the goal. Write some shit that make and and it's not just MCs, you know. Write some shit that inspires somebody to be like, I want to be fresh. Mm. I want to be fresh like that too. Take it all the way back and whatever I do it doesn't have to be. I'm seeing it. It's just that's the goal. Do you wow. do you could do you think there's any current MCs or rappers that are 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 taking that baton right now, running with it, building on it, as you say? Oh, definitely. I, I think as the industry started to squeeze down, you know, radio doesn't. It, it's worse than the beginning. Like in the beginning, they didn't play hip hop. Now they don't play. Hip hop. Hip hop. <laughs> so, you know, it forces artists, veterans and, and new who want to follow along that line to go back into their basements and figure out a way to uh, tweak what they're doing to garner whatever it is that, that they want. 
And I think throughout history from that, artists have, have come on the other side of that with great offerings when the system puts the pressure mm-hmm. and kind of like squeezes it down to we're only do- playing this or we're only doing that. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome here. I think great artists have been like, no problem. Um, now I'll find my own lane and get my own fan base. And, and, and you know, just for me, it, it's been some of the people who are already familiar in, in, in the lane, like a homeboy Sandman mm-hmm. and uh, Yorl Droog and Makami and obviously Cole and Kendrick have, even though they've, they've taken it to another stratosphere, I'm always like impressed by their, their offerings. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's what's you know up. they're on that stratosphere. They continue to reinvent themselves, and like, like the same way you and all you know the greats I grew up with. That's what I find rare is the cats who, every time they drop a new album, it's like, oh shit, this shit don't sound like that old album. And half the time I don't like it the first time I listen to it because I wanted that old album. But then it's like, yo, this shit's brilliant, just like that old album was. It's just different. Since you mentioned it, and this is the last music question I'm gonna ask you. Did you listen? What you think about that new Cole? Um, I liked it. Uh. He, he, I spoke to him last week uh, because they did the My Life Hook Over mm, yep. on the album. And um, big up to Cole and um, called me and was like, yo, and all of the business was taken care of prior. Mm. But he was like, how you like the song? And he's just always been, you know, someone that pushed that MC in the classical sense of like, I want to be the top dog energy that, that reminds you of LLs and mm-hmm. people you would imitate in the mirror and shit. He has that energy with his stuff as well as, um, he, he's amazing at being relatable to that genre and, and that demographic and the subject matter. He has a way of, relating in a way where you're just at his shows with a candle in the air in, in the <laughs> audience and shit. And I think he's amazing at that. Another thing that I, that's quite noticeable about him is how hard he works. He's like, I think that comes from sports, but he puts in overtime in terms of um, the work ethic, mm-hmm. um, which is, a, is, a, is another thing that, is noticeable on projects. You can tell, even if um something is not your absolute favorite, you can still be like, well, you worked hard on it. You know what I mean? Um, myself included, like you may not, you may not love one project, the, you know, in a linear space, the same as all of them, but yeah. you try to put forth the effort that people can hear that you put into it. So at least you could be like, well, at least he thought that this <laughs> shit was going to be great. <laughs> so, um, and that's not a, um, everybody doesn't have that work ethic to, to work like that. So when I listen to his albums, I hear the skill set, the relatability, the musicality and the, and the work ethic. Yeah. Awesome. No, Thank definitely. you. Thank you. I, obviously I was just very curious what you, what you thought and I appreciate that feedback. Especially right. the my life joint. I really wanted to know what you thought. <laughs> yeah. that's, like, that's like my I mean, I love your joint and that's like my favorite joint 
you know, for him to have 21 on there and both of them go off like yeah, that. 20 and 21 is my fave, so. Yeah. So, so. Yeah, I love it. So, let please let everybody know, like we t- said, this project, Kill, 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 this this multi-medium type of project, please let everyone know where they can find it and, and where they can pick up the comic book if they're lucky enough or if it's too late. Like, let them know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it, it debuts uh, Thursday, May 20th. Uh, Rolling Stone is rolling it out. Um, it will be on the 13.com website, channel13.com. Um, the the comic book will be there. The NFT will be there Saturday um, at 8 o'clock. We'll be putting the NFTs up. But um, tomorrow, you'll be able to go to our website, channel13.com, to be able to look at the comic book, watch the whole video, listen to the song, and everything else, as well as we're, we're proud to say that uh, Rolling Stone magazine is doing a premiere as well. Mm-hmm. Salute. All right. Well, you have survived the For All Nerds interview, but before we get you out of here, we have to do our brat segment, our rapid fire questions. I don't know if he remembers this. <laughs> the yeah, questions have been... changed considerably. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, then he, and I'm sure your opinions have changed as well. So, mm. we will see how it goes. Yep, there we go. First up, the Falcon or War Machine? Uh, Falcon. The Wire or Breaking Bad? Jesus Christ. Breaking Bad. <laughs> oh. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. Fresh Prince or Martin? Martin. Wakanda or Zamunda? <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Zamunda because okay. the first movie is so classic. Okay, that's facts. Star Wars or Star Trek? Abe Lincoln or no Abe Lincoln? <laughs> I'm gonna rock with uh. I'm going to rock with Star Trek. Okay, loyal, loyal to the T, got it. Loyal to the T. Are you a fan of uh, the Clone Wars, Rebels? You watched all that? Bad Batch? I haven't watched it. I haven't watched Bad Batch yet, and I I haven't watched any of it, and I'm saving it. And, uh, yeah. I did it last year, bro. As you see by my shirt, it's some of the best shit. Like, I mean, they're crying. (laughs) Thug tears, I'm finishing Rebels right now, and that shit had me balling last night, fam. I was losing it i was so mad <laughs> i can't wait for you to uh watch this primal oh let man. You know what you think yeah I'm, I'm on it and i will let you know all right uh, a couple more what's your favorite superhero movie of all time oh damn that's rough off rip off rip i'm gonna go and i know this is i'm gonna regret this later but I really took a liking to the old man Logan joint. So I want to say something that that's not popular opinion. The old man Logan joint with X 23 is, it was real crazy to me. So I'm going to go with that. Hell yeah. That's a great answer. (laughs) I I love No doubts about that. (laughs) Man, I used to be so scared of that little girl after I saw that movie. Still am. Still am. I'm not testing that little girl ever in life. 
killed it. Mm-hmm. All right, Farrah, I'm sorry to do this to you, but we have to. In order to save the planet, the world, the universe, yourself, one of these things, the entirety thereof has got to go. Which do you choose? Comic books or hip hop? Oh, that's easy. Comic books got to go. <laughs> I figured that. I'm eating. I'm, I'm having wine right now because of hip hop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, who is your first geek crush? Geek crush? Yeah. Like whether TV, you know, character, comic book, movie. I'm 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 trying to go back 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 The squinting I love it. He's trying to get to the recesses or even recent if it's if it's if you can't remember even a recent crush gay crush I gotta go. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm, I, I gotta go. The storm keeps coming up, mm-hmm. so I gotta go with storm. I'm trying. I was trying to think of uh, something different, but I gotta go with storm. Yeah, smart, smart move. Choice. Yeah. All right. Finally, if you can have any one superpower, what would it be? Contrary to my demeanor, I, I would love uh, claws to come out of my fucking fist so I could <laughs> slice the shit out of people in traffic. When I have road rage, I would just like to get out the car and just slice the fuck out of my. <laughs> and like, that's the honest like God truth. <laughs> He's gonna light everyone the fuck up. I get it. Yeah, as a kid, that's all I wanted, dog, was Wolverine claws. <laughs> I was just like that, like, you know, because I was getting bullied, and I just be like, yo, word. So- <laughs> Y'all are angry. <laughs> all right, Pharaoh, you survived the brat segment. You survived this. Thank you again. No, for real, we love you. We appreciate you. We appreciate you spending time with us and, and sharing your craft. And as Ben Ami said, we want to make sure we give you your flowers and give you your props because you have done it all and continue to build and expand upon that. And before you go, just let everyone know where they can find you once again, if they want to follow you online. I know, sometimes you be in and out. You be dodging on, on social media. But, but go ahead, let them know where they can find you. I'm, I'm Feral Monts on all platforms, on IG, on Facebook, on Twitter. And um, I'm thinking about getting a, a different account where I, so I can post my, my, my figures, my Marvel figures and my okay. DC figures. And um, yeah, but Feral Monts everywhere on all platforms. And thank you guys. I appreciate it. I appreciate this, this platform and you guys having me on. So dope. Right, Absolutely. Man. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Absolutely. All right, fam, fam. We'll be back with more For All Nerds. I'm Professor Brandon Obunu. This is Danny Lore. And this is Vida Ayala. My name's Genevieve King. 
This is Peter Ramsey. This is Kiro Karangawa. This is Lexi Alexander. This is Otto Asado. And you are listening to... I am listening to... I am listening to... I like to listen to... I'm listening to... I'm listening to... We are listening to... For All Nerds. What's up, y'all, and welcome back. And once again, thank you to Pharaoh Monch for coming through, blessing the spaceship, friend of the show. I think it's the second time we've had him here. And then the third time, you know, if you count the Star Wars for Star Trek, make sure y'all check out 13 on all streaming platforms right now. Go stream using 13, stream using Pharaoh Monch. Make sure you give this man the respect and the flowers and the love that he deserves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hit him up on socials, you know. Try and battle with your figures. Cause I'm I'm about to go back and forth. <laughs> I'm about to go say try to battle him. I'm just like, damn. Oh, no, don't, do that. <laughs> don't do that, bro. No. Don't. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it to yourself, fam. Oh, you try. Man. No, actually try, because I would like some entertainment. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Sending your videos, you know, rapping away to him like a fool. You can try. Yeah. Go for it. But I yeah, no one gonna stop you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just like when you send in your questions with the terrible AKA. You know, <laughs> no one's gonna stop you. You know, we just don't respond. And that being said, since we finished up this incredible interview once again, thank you, Farrell Munch. It is now time for one of my favorite, and it's jam packed today the Geekly Asked Questions. The Guac is extra. extra. Mm-hmm. Where we answer any and all of your geek related or not geek related, it don't really matter. If you got a question for the For All Nerds fam, hit us up. Contact at forallnerds.com or you can hit us on the Twitters, on the Instagrams at For All Nerds. Hit us with your questions. Questions. You know, anytime. Send them in. Preguntas. Oh, okay. There we go. Duolingo working out. And, <laughs> you know, we can answer them live on the air and if you're one of the few the proud and actually growing so we can't even say few of patreon really well. yeah you know those patrons on patreon.com slash for all nerds who are helping to support financially the mission of for all nerds helping us get these beautiful and so crisp sounding sure microphones but right now i'm sitting in my room with the ac on and you ain't even know it because you ain't even know it. It's so hot in here. And so, you know, thanks to y'all. <laughs> I got a sure microphone where I can do this with the AC. Thank you. I'm sweating half to death. I'm sweating. I'm sweating half to death and you can't tell. So there you go. There you go. Me <laughs> this too. is because uh, of the Patreon. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> the lights is on. You see these colored lights right here on twitch.tv slash for all nerds. That's just Patreon. Bought me some colors. I mean, no, they were like five dollars. Let's be for real. But you know, <laughs> well, Patreon probably helped. Yep, <laughs> yeah, they help. helped out. They helped out. So thank you. And if you're one of those few to proud, you can send in your question. It don't matter what it's about. You can hit us. So that being said, let's get to these questions. Yes. All right. The first comes from Guac Regular. Picture me, Roland. They write, "Am I the only one who has moved on from Saga?" That's the comic we're talking you're about. Smoking crack. It's been. <laughs> 
saga. Okay, it's been on hiatus for so long that I low-key lost interest to the point that I'm no not sure if I'm even going to care when and if it comes back. Then I mean says that you're on something. Nigga, I was just thinking about um getting a dog and naming it Hazel or Marco. No, you know, yes. <laughs> like, or Alana even. No, what? Moved on from Saga? Saga? <laughs> Drake? Yeah, no. No, no. Yeah, no. I mean, I get it. You know, it was, it was actually supposed to... I remember I heard it was supposed to come back in April. I don't know what happened to that. But nah, fam. Once the issue went, I'm, I actually needed a break after that, you know. And I could, I could still wait like another six months because I'm still traumatized. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So like, I, I need time from that last one. So I'm good. You know, whenever it comes back, I'll be right. I'll be there. You know? Yeah. I'm gonna be here. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the next one comes from lowercase a, aka Memf- Memphisto. Like Memphis. I get Memphisto. Yeah. I get it. Memphisto bleak. That would have been better. That would have Memphi- been better. Memphisto bleak would have been better. Yeah. That's pretty fire, actually. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome, Tatiana. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, AKA J. Cole Young. Cole Young? Who's Cole Young? I know I who J. Cole they... is, but who's they... Cole? Cole Young? I gotta Google that real quick. AKA Earth Wind and Fire Bending. That's not bad. Not bad. AKA Big Blip Energy. Not bad. All right. What's up, fan fam, with all the good content that is Bonten to you that's that's coming out. That you that's you, like you, you put a B on every word and every sentence. No, it's I not. don't, I don't. But, <laughs> but it's just yeah, show is called Bonten. That, that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you for all the good content that's that you guys have put out. Um, they feel that we've hit the peak when it comes to comic book movies, or has it been reached? They think or lowercase a thinks Endgame was the peak, but Marvel does always surprise us. Thanks. Peace emoji, heart emoji, 100 emoji. Who is Cole Young? You got to look that up. I will N- look it up. Not Cole and- from um, Gears of War. Is that Cole from uh, No, Mortal Martin? Kombat? It says Cole Young's oh. the protagonist of 2021 Mortal oh, Kombat. Oh, he is. Damn. See how... Damn. Damn. Ooh. Sorry, Louis Tan. Sorry. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That, that shows you. Fuck that you. one up. But, uh, that, shows yeah. you, that shows you want <laughs> to impact that... Oh, sorry. Ooh, sorry. But I gonna still be, like the movie. This is going to be a sequel. Don't worry about it. Yeah, Anyways, I like the movie a lot, you know, but. I know the, the chat is just going off on us right now, but. Not really. I doubt it. Um, <laughs> well, unless, y'all not go off on bed on me right now, y'all. Um, unless the creators of Mortal Kombat are in there and me. <laughs> My bad. Uh, ben, do you think Marvel has reached their peak, or just in general, not just Marvel, nah. everybody, when it's come to comic movies? <laughs> not really. No, um, I, I would feel... say no because we just saw what the fuck happened on Invincible. Yeah, and I've and that, never if, seen that shit before in my life. And if that had not been on the big screen, oh my god! Yeah, okay. and, and, if, and that's right. And, and and I know you said movies, lowercase a, but that's not even on the that's not even a film. And look at that! Look at that! I mean, look at Wandavision, and look at you know, especially Wandavision, because while Falcon and the Winter Soldier is fantastic, it's something we'd seen before. Well, not really. No, it's just the themes. The themes have been used in television before like that. And yeah, you can claim that with WandaVision, that idea of going through errors that was been used, but the way it was presented was just different. At yeah. least from a Marvel perspective, you haven't seen it that blatant. But even from a Marvel perspective, we've never seen something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier where it was that yeah. black, where characters were talking this black. So, nah, you know, I'm so excited for Shang-Chi. I, 
I do feel you to the point where I said that I'm happy having seen Endgame and, you know, like, I don't really need to see any more Marvel movies, but yet that crack, and once I get onto that next crack, you know, I know that, mm-hmm. you know, once they hit the block with that Black Widow crack, I'm going to be ready for, you know, my next hit a crack after that. <laughs> Eternals crack, Shane Chi crack. Is, this is hard drugs central. Like, what? Look, let's keep it real. They are, you know, Disney is dealing hard drugs at this point, you know? Wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, I'm your pusher. Um, the next one, I, th- I think we, this is, I think there's a typo here. Is, is it from I'm just at work? I think or so. Just yes. at work. But, but their AKAs go carnage the cowardly dog. <laughs> That's great. Instead of, cow- instead of uh, what's his name? The courage. Real- courage. Instead of courage. Dog. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Absolutely loved your interview with Malcolm Spellman. Thank you. The questions you asked and the pacing of it all. Mm. I listened to it three times. Oh, Ooh, thank you. Okay. Thank you. We, we we might be you know experts in this space. <laughs> That's fire. Uh, as a beginning podcaster slash content creator, I'm always looking to learn more and get better. My question is for each of you: What is the most important thing to making an interview great? What is something challenging about interviewing that you you have that you have to or had to work through? Do you have any good stories from the learning process that you be willing to share? Homeboy <laughs> said, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, and that wasn't even our fault, Ben, I mean, okay? That wasn't even our fault. It's just, I, I, I wanted to tell Pharaoh what he mentioned. <laughs> that wasn't even our fault. Er, real quick, just real quick, early on in our illustrious Foral Nerds career, when we were back when we were called Fan Bros, this might have been, what, the second or third year in our even existence, yep. we interviewed the gentleman, the homeboy Sandman, and, or we tried. We got maybe we two tried. minutes into the intro, and and again, this is, we didn't say any. We we actually didn't even get to see, say two words. He was just like, "No, nah, I'm not feeling it." And walked out the room, left the studio, gone, poof of smoke. And me and Ben look at each other like, and again, I'm I was still, uh, well, shit, both of us. We just knew to this, and we were just like. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And this is like early on after... Um, Reggie, uh, uh, Combat Jack handed us the reins or handed Ben the reins. So it was just like, we fucked this up. We like, how do we fuck this up? We didn't do <laughs> So. <laughs> and we were really hyped because there was a lot of talk around Homeboy that week. And so, you know, we were wanted to interview him and it just did not go that way. He did return to the spaceship. There was a great interview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and a I, fantastic and I, classic I didn't know what drop. was going on because, you know, I, I didn't know who he was and this other stuff. So I was just like, yo, I fucked up. I must have just looked at him cross-eyed or something and he just wasn't feeling me. But, you know, I, it was it's a learning experience in the sense of, and, and this is part of an answer to your question, but part of the learning experience is like just... 
some of it is just you, you're not going to learn without experience, right? And it's just mm-hmm. about filling it out and understanding people's energies. Mm-hmm. And if you see that somebody is low energy or and, and, or, or it's just something up, like maybe like if you don't have to go right into the interview, maybe have a conversation with them real quick. Like just mm-hmm. talk to them because sometimes people need to be warmed up. Sometimes people just their personalities. If you try to go right into asking them the standard questions, they just like this. Or for example, if you have people who come on who are talking about their projects, they've done that, especially established people, they've done talk to 50 other people already, mm. typically by the time they got to you. And so in that, like they may, you know, do your best to answer, to ask unique questions, but they may, you may ask them something that they've answered 50 billion times and they yep. just, and it's just like, okay, now they either, they're going to sigh and answer it, or they might figure out a, a, creative way to, to answer you but the point is is there's just going to be some fatigue there in general whether it's just for that person's just energy at the moment or maybe it's it's what how what's being spoken about you have to just be mindful of that and be willing and able to bounce back from that and don't internalize it as we did in that old episode don't internalize it like it's your fault a lot of most 99 percent of the time it has nothing to do with you and, and that just comes in life in general. 99% of the time, the reason why people come at you the way they do or treat you the way they do because they have it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, just the way we've built and been conditioned, we're like, oh, what did I do wrong? As long as you didn't come at nobody sideways and you wasn't disrespectful and you wasn't saying some wild shit, like, typically it's something else going on. So that's why I say have that conversation if you can in the beginning just to be like, like, establish yourself, your person, yo, and me, yo, my name's Tatiana, you know, this is what I'm doing. Did you eat today? Did you get some, you know, like, like, are you cool? Like, did you get some sleep? Like, shit like that. Like, they're, at the end of the day, these people you're interviewing are human beings, just like you. So if you come to that level, you level with somebody, typically you can get a better, a better energy out of them. Mm. I think you said a lot of the great tips right there. Uh, I'd add on to that. Something that, well, one trick that, not even a trick, but something that we do in our interviews, especially with someone that we haven't interviewed before is we attempt to first hit them with more of the questions, not, uh, you know, basic questions, but questions that are easier to answer and not as more of our heartfelt of our questions that were, you know, might be emotional questions that might be controversial. You know, you want to get people warmed up to you and your style of interviewing. And that's uh, part of the part of pacing that you were talking about just at work. And that's really dope that you felt that way because in that interview, to let you in on, we were only granted a certain amount of time and we knew we had to fit it in in this time and we thought we would have a little bit longer with Malcolm. So we had to really condense even our own questions before we started mm-hmm. and really hone like in on- Like 10 minutes before we started. <laughs> like 10 minutes before we started and hone in, okay, what what's the best questions? What is going to get that best? And it's also part about doing your research. Like- we listened to other people's interviews with Malcolm before. He'd done a great one with uh, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernadine on their podcast. Yeah. And I listened to that the night before. And I was like, okay, they asked him this, this, and this. If I was going to ask him something even around this, this, and this, how do I refine my question so it's not that same question that they asked about this, this, and this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Analyze what you're asking. Anal- yep. like, as ben, I mean, analyze what you're asking. Look at what's already, as I mentioned, they've probably done 50 other interviews already. What have they already said to other people? What, what, Where can you find your unique voice in that space? And then I would finally say just one of the most important things to make an interview great. Listen. Yes. 
listen, like be ask the question if you if you and and sometimes if you want to chime in the middle, sure, but but temper that. Like, don't talk over your guests. Let them mm-hmm. speak because they they you will get to so many gems if you just let them have to say what they need to say. And then if they say something that's particularly intriguing, ask some additional questions towards that. Like, oh, so you said you think the sky is purple. Why is that? Like, you know, because, I mean, just think about it. Like, if, if, if someone says something wild to you or, or different, like, you would want to know if you're inquisitive enough, you would want to know why. So I would just say, think about that when you when you interview people. And again, just approach everyone you talk to as another human being and you'll be better for it. There you go. And I think that listening part is part of what makes us great and part of what we've had to learn to do. And uh, you saying that you listen to this three times is dope to me. And then also someone hit us this week and people hit us a lot and say this, but it just always bugs me when they do in a great way. When people are like, you're so funny. They're like, you and Tatiana are so funny funny because i'm a huge student like we were talking about paul mooney i'm just a huge student of comedy in general i love stand-up comedy that's one of my unfulfilled things just to do a set one day somewhere at a club you know you don't you know some amateur hour don't even matter i just want to do that (laughs) shit but i just love stand-up comedy and so when people find us funny i just think it's i'm like wow you know i did it to me too yeah like i did it you know because i work (laughs) at it it. and it's and i'm a big fan of comedians who are quick-witted like chris rock you know mooney all these people who can think on their feet and so that's something that i learned to do doing this show is like tatiana will be saying something i know sometimes she'll even see me doing it because mm-hmm. i'll be you know she'll say something i'll be like oh i got something for that you so know and i'll just be sitting on it. me here and go. so and I'll be no or not even dunk on you but just use it to make a joke you know whatever yeah. and so it's like but the trick is it's like this it's a way of it's something i learned while writing too and it's something you learn to do with time. It's like you're thinking and listening. You know, it's like you're using two parts of your brain at once because you have to listen to what they're saying and you can't stop listening to think of your joke, but you have to learn to be able to listen to them and finish what they're saying and then also formulate what you're going to say as a response. Yeah. And I feel like that just comes with time and that's just a trick. And it's something you should, it's something I've practiced at. It's something that, you know, I feel like people should practice that and watch people who are great at that's like I watched Chris Rock when he said the Chris Rock show and he'd be interviewing people on the street and it would just be, you know, they'd say something. One time he asked, I'll never forget. They asked, he has to do what uh, what they name a street Princess Diana Street in Harlem. It was when Princess Diana passed away. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And some dude was like, nah, he's like, so what would you name it? And he's like, you know, I don't know. Easy Street, Biggie Street and Chris immediately. Yeah, you know, what are you going to do? Call the cops when your car gets robbed on Easy E Street. Uh, sorry, officer. Um, You know, my car got, you know, and it was so quick. It's just like that type of energy I just love. Yeah. And I just study that and work at that. So yeah. I think that's something you should do as well. Yeah. We say all that to say practice. And keep going. You know what I mean? That's all it takes. It's like it don't, like we learned from the, you know, late great combat jazz show. It does not stop. Uh, we were talking about Malcolm Spellman last week. And then we had to get ready for Feral March because it just does not stop, you know? And it's like, you keep doing it. And that's how you become better than anything you do. Like, I was an offbeat kid, you know? And I started learning to DJ. And it was something I did over and over again. You know, I wanted to be funny and quick-witted. So I practiced it, you know? when I mean, that goes back to anybody who can tell you that. I've always had a smart-ass mouth, you know? I, like I said, I used to get bullied a lot. 
<laughs> I got my ass beat for the way I talked. Oh, one more, one more thing before I move on to the next question. Um, yep. If if it's something, a subject or topic or whatever that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, don't mm. fucking speak on it. That's all I got Facts. to say. Like, that's big. Don't lie. Because in, in early days, I try to be down shit. I just have to understand, look, I'm of a, I'm of a certain era that I don't know what the fuck Ben I mean be talking about sometimes or who the people he be talking about. And I need to be like, I don't know. And that's okay. You don't look stupid. You mm-hmm. don't look like 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 you're not informed. It's just something you don't know. It's okay. Roll with it. Slide with it. You good. Yeah, definitely. And I, sometimes she'll be talking about shit. I'm like, what? You know, right. Like, I'll be talking about, about shit. And then, I mean, like, I'm an adult. I don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. So. <laughs> not, yeah. Sometimes it's just like shit I just don't, never cared about. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. But okay. So, if, so, if it's, you so like it's it. okay is what we're saying. It's okay. Yeah. All right. Next question. This one comes from Solomon. They write, they wrote, love the pod and everything y'all do. They wrote, most compelling villain from Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's the question. Um, hey, y'all, I loved, I'd have to say Zemo. Carly ultimately did not feel like a villain, but more like an antagonist. Her motives weren't in spite of Sam or the Avengers, but just conflicted with them. As far as, far as John Walker, I would have chosen him if I hadn't seen the season finale. Instead of being a villain, the ending made me feel that he's just a tool for the actual villain. He's absolutely, and, and, and let me be clear, I'm going to turn it into noun. He's a tool. Um, the government and Hydra, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Zemo kept to all his core beliefs that initially made him a villain. And even after being taken into custody, he still pursued and succeeded in his plans to end what is known as the super soldier. by mur- uh, The super soldier program uh, by murdering him without question. And will most likely continue to. So Solomon said all that to say, who is who you think is the most compelling villain from Falcon and Winter Soldier? Were there any real villains? I mean, mm. that's the other question. Is were there any real villains? And, and is the is the villain Sharon? <laughs> the, now the villain is the GRC and the government and the, the system, system in general. Yes, yes. Yeah. The but villain is definitely the system. You, but right now, like, are we gonna just personify the system or can we point to an actual person? No, I can't. And I, mm. uh, this this question actually came from the Views from the 616 Podcast Twitter. And I actually question, because I feel like the Views from the 616 Podcast Twitter has a hate on for John Walker instead of, I, you know, because I, I question. I mean, beefs with his own podcast, bro. <laughs> like, and once again, we are not controlling these accounts. Largely not controlling these accounts. Largely. We're not arguing with, this, with ourselves. Like, Yeah, and I'm also <laughs> not arguing with the account. But I do have a gris- disagreement <laughs> with the account putting John Walker on this list. On the even, putting, even putting any of them, because to me, I mean, but I get it. But the, it's tough to personify the system. But the system is the villain. We pointed yeah. this out over and over again on Views from the 616. I pointed out how John Walker, even with his privilege, is still a victim of the very same system. Just like Carly with her pretty ass privilege and her pretty crew. And Zemo with his non-dancing ass privilege, you know, that somebody, because my man's offbeat, people love him for some reason. But all these people are monsters in in their own way, right? What is it? I did it already. The fist pump and then the, the spinning your finger in the air yeah, shit like that. The just like finger my is my favorite. And, and, then, and then with the little, when he just like, he has that little like... Yeah. Like, that was great. The little head nod. Yeah, the little, Lord Jesus. Yeah, um, but that's like a good answer. That house. Yeah. That's a good answer, Ben, I mean. Yep. All right. Great question. The last question. Oh, this is a doozy. What up, y'all? It's Dub Deuce, and I'm finally ready to get dragged by Ben. I mean, for these AKAs. Oh, and I Dub will... Deuce. 
And I will probably never submit a question again. And they have some laughing emojis. Dub Deuce is one of our bid supporters on mm-hmm. Twitch, on Patreon, mm-hmm. all the time. Been here forever. Thank you. Thank you now, very much. And y'all, I am reading verbatim. This is their words, not mine. Facts. They said, first one, since I'm half Mexican and half cracker, a.k.a. Mayonnaise Morales. <laughs> Elizabeth, it's the big one. <laughs> I didn't call him this. This is this is or them. Excuse me. I don't know. I don't know is, your pronoun. That is like so wildly disrespectful. That it's so good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Manny's Morales. Oh that's, my that's god. That's funny that, as hell. Like that's fucking terrible, but so good. It's All funny. Right. All right. Jesus. The second one, aka Omega Supreme clientele. That's great. Supreme clientele, the Ghostface album, and Omega Supreme from Transformers. Oh, no. okay. I didn't get that whatsoever. Yep. See what no, I said earlier? Yeah. If I don't know what the hell's going on, I don't say nothing. Yep, no right. dragon. <laughs> no, great. I can't okay. believe I've never said that one. Just, yeah, that's a great one. Uh, right, right, and the last one, a.k.a. Westside Trigun. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Instead of Westside what? Instead of Westside Gun. Gun. And Westside Trigon, like uh, from Trigon, from yeah, you reach man. But I'm thinking man. Trigon, the Trigon, the anime, no? Oh, it could be that too, I guess. So does it work better as Trigon? Is Trigon that cool? Where you can say that? You have to answer that for me. I mean, Trigon is a cool. Has always been a cool anime. It's old as okay. hell now. Just like Cowboy Bebop, but oh, it's okay. always been a cool anime. Vashti Stampede and all that. Oh, okay, so Westside Trigon works for you. I don't know. I would have. I would have stopped. Yeah. <laughs> There's your dragging dub douche. You call for it. You, you got call it. for it. You got it, bro. There you go. Oh, All right. Man. Nah. Yeah. It All wasn't right. even that bad, but you know. Yeah. No, you yeah. Did, you did fairly well. I will give you a, a B plus. Two out of three. That's a good percentage. Yeah. The question goes, now that that's over, I love everything y'all have done on the Twitch channel since the start of the pandemic, and your show and the fan community has got me back into actually subscribing into some comic titles again. Yay. However, I am definitely much more of a nerd when it comes to music. Mm-hmm. Music. To combine some of both my question, my question is, who, oh, to combine both, my question is, who has your, who has your favorite first appearance in rap? Obviously, a first appearance became much harder to pinpoint as we got into the mixtape blog era and beyond. Mm -hmm. So my criteria is that I'm only using first appearances on something that was commercially released. For me, these four are interchangeable depending on how I'm feeling for the day. The four that they provide are Nas, Live at the Barbecue, AZ, Life's a Bitch, Snoop, Deep Cover, and CeeLo, Get Up, Get Out. Yeah, those are all like, formative you know what i mean like that's like yeah i can't argue with any of those i was sitting at a friend of mine's house uh my boy my brother pretty much my brother zev blute who i grew up with um i was sitting at marcus's crib and, yeah we were at marcus's crib and deep cover came on and i'm watching that shit 
And Snoop starts rhyming. He has this line in the first verse, I hope you get him before you got him. And I was just like, oh, what the fuck? And then the chorus comes in and he's like, you know, one, eight, seven. And I ran into the other room and grabbed Zev and the rest of them. It was like, yo, come the fuck here. You know, like, and listen to what this dude is doing. You know, and I knew Snoop was going to be out of here from that moment on. So that's probably my favorite. But like you said, it's tougher nowadays. Like, right. Well, that's why he, that's why Dub Deuce said they said yeah. commercially. Like, I didn't like Drake the first time I heard him. I heard him on a remix to, um. Oh, I love Drake. No, but yeah. see, you got to remember, I'm a blogger. I'm hearing, like, did you hear the remix to uh, Poppin' Champagne? What was that song? It was one of Ron Browse's songs. And Drake had just hopped on a remix of it with his, you know, threw a verse on it. And it was whack. You know what I mean? That shit was not popping. Well, this is before So like. Far Gone. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's before So Far Gone. And But I even like those mixtapes that he had before So Far Gone. But that that first time I heard that remix, I was like, that shit right. whack. Who that fucking Drake? Right. Well, you know what? And, and I, I had to Google real quick because this was actually his second studio album. I had I This is my first entry to him. Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City. Oh, my God. You see her mad late. <laughs> right, and I, right and that's what i'm saying people who are like yo he's been out yeah, for 50 years for like years. bloggers like yes, you know there's section like section 80 is like you know that's the you know well, when and then talking, even before section 80 you know all that well shit. when you're talking about and again i don't sit here and propose purport to be some hip-hop <laughs> yeah. head and, and and all this like no i i i'm I, i'm a i'm a regular if you will but yeah. for me and, and and just using the context of this question like when we're talking about really commercially successful I, was that not the first time? Like, isn't that where all the people really jumped on no. the Kendrick train? No, commercially. What, ah, but see, that's section, what I'm saying. What did he do commercially? But see, but see okay, you got. I'm gotta not remember. talking about critically. I'm I know, but about you know, hold up, hold up, fam. You got to remember, we are in a different age. Sales don't matter compared to what you're doing. You know what I mean? I, and Kendrick was. Let me finish. Like a Toby Nigwe, commercially, what? He's a millionaire though. Kendrick was like, especially among like pe- music heads. Section 80 was like, and Section 80 is really the second one because there's something before that with uh, Bitch, I Do This. Like, well, second, this, they say studio album. Yeah, but like, uh, who cares? Like, you know, that's like saying So Far Gone. Was that a studio album or was it a mixtape? It it's a fucking classic is what it is. You know what I mean? Just like but, Section but, 80 but is I a fucking classic. distinction again. Like, I hear you, Ben. You're saying yeah. that, yes, we know the person's been doing something. They've been like a Toby Newigway type where, yeah. yes, but that's not what I'm saying. I would put Kendrick on that. By, by Section 80, he was already on where, where like Toby is right now. Commercially. Like, yeah. Commercially, he, meaning... He was like, selling like out Apple shows and, and, all and touring, shit. all that shit. Yes. Section 80 has so. Section 80 had fucking high-powered... I mean, Bitch, I Do This was before that. And Bitch, I Do This is a which, banger. Which, so answer me like, this. So answer me this. Was yeah. Section 80 then mainstream? For that time, was So Far Gone mainstream? Did did Drake sell out Love Nightclub off of So Far Gone? Uh, well, and again, yes, maybe he did. We're, but maybe because we're also, <laughs> and also maybe because we're different um, generations. Like when Drake came out, like that was a huge fucking deal with with uh with, with So Far Gone. Like that was a big deal for my set of so, people. So with Section Eighty, I think you weren't hip to Kendrick, but like remember, I was blogging at the time, and Section Eighty hit just like So Far Gone. Mm. Like Section Eighty was that monster, dog. High power okay. produced by J. Cole? High power. Like, go listen to that right now. You'll understand. That's when I was like, oh, my God, this nigga Kendrick is, you know, like, a, a visions of Martin Luther staring at me. Like, I'm laughing because I'm getting that I mean so riled up. I love this. Because high power is I like, love music questions, man. I love yeah, getting that I mean riled like up. That shit is, 
Like, I was so mad Cole gave that beat away. I was like, nigga, <laughs> you know, like, how you give that to somebody else? But that shit is, oof, <laughs> nothing but high power. He'll still do that in shows, you know? And like, bitch, I do this. Shout out to Felton Amos. Uh, not even Felton. I think that was Modi, I want to say. It might have been Modi or Felton. I can't remember who. But I was doing West Coast mixtape. And this was before Section 80. And he was like, if you don't have I do this on there, you're not doing a current West tape, you know? That's what I mean. Kendrick been bubbling. I feel you, what you're saying, but right. Section 80 was a monster. What do you call it? It's like, and for real head, Section 80 is better than Good Kid, Mad City. Sure. I'm not, like I said, yeah. I'm not a hip hop head. I ain't going to yeah. act like I am, but, and, but, uh, but, yeah. but that's how I felt. And, um, yeah, I don't know could, if that answered your question at all, Dublin. Well, but. look, I just, again, <laughs> I, I also wanted to say all that because I like Rylan Ben Amin up. But see, that's the thing, I, and I missed that because it used to be like that. Like, I remember when I first heard Tupac when same song, and I'd never, you know, I was a huge fan of Digital Underground. Rest in peace to Shot G. Always thank you for everything. And I was a huge fan, right? And then same song comes out. And I'd never heard it before because I didn't, you know, like, I'm in Houston. Our radio is whack. They weren't playing that shit. So I see the video the first time. And Tupac starts rapping, and I'm like, oh, what the fuck is, you know, it was, it was just like Snoop. It was one of the moments. It was like, I mean, I've told, um, I don't know if I told the story on here, but the first time I heard Kanye West was on a mixtape, and he has this song, My Way, where he sampled the Frank Sinatra My Way shit, and he has this line about uh, the lyric, he, he, like, he drives miracle whips, you know mm. what I mean, white-colored cars. And then he had this other line about how the dude is hurt. Uh, uh, he just another girl. He got titties under his shirt. And I called. Wow. Young, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was something like that where I was like, oh, you know what I mean? And I called Guru up like this nigga, Young Guru. I called Young Guru up and I was like, this nigga Kanye is going to be as big or bigger than Jay-Z. And Young Guru was like, Nigga, fuck is you talking about? You know, like, and I, I mean, there's more to the story I'm going to talk right. about right here. Well, but... as we close out Ben Amin's hip hop yeah. hour, um, <laughs> Section 80 sold 130,000 copies domestically. Ooh, In 2017, for... it was certified gold by the yeah. RIAA. Whereas Good Kid Mad City sold 242,000 copies in its first week. Yeah, but album... that's what I'm saying. It's the, that's the progression. Sure. Yeah. And sure. it's a major label release. And but that's once what it, I mean when I say commercial again, you have to understand I'm not talking yeah, about but what viability I'm you is, and what people okay, what love. I'm, go look up what's so far gone sold right then. Okay. Not much. Because <laughs> that's how it I'm was. Sure it didn't, but it did it. But he still sold out Love Nightclub off of that bitch. Maybe. And but Kendrick, I was watching do big ass shows off of Section 80. At the end of the day, I love Kendrick. Yeah, All right. Well, I got not that much, obviously. <laughs> anyways thank you for your cool questions whether you have questions for Ben Amin's Hip Hop Hour or maybe it's about comics TV gaming movies whatever hit us up contact at foilnerds.com for the internet for the emails if you want some privacy or you need some space otherwise hit us up on the interwebs on the socials at for all nerds and you know we always put up our walk post. So you can put your questions under there. And of course, if you are an elite member of the Patreon fan fam, that's patreon.com slash for all nerds. You get guaranteed guac questions no matter what. We can't say no. We have to answer. Just keep it clean. That's all we ask you. You can cuss, but you know, keep it clean. Don't be asking me wild shit. That's all. Um, I see you have something in here before we get out of here about a certain casting decision you want to see happen. Yes. 
<laughs> I need you to explain this. Because I want to hear more about this. And where, where where did this theory originate? This theory originated in my head about three hours ago. But... <laughs> <laughs> did it evolve? Were you, you know... On a substance, or was this just like no? A, and okay. I can't and I can't believe that you're trying to play me like that. Like no, this I'm not is trying to play choice. you. I'm trying to say, you know, look, that's how most of my great inspiration comes from. I don't oh, know about oh, you. You were just saying, how. you know what I mean? That's no, where my inspiration comes from. I'm a creative from. being, and I just looked at one plus one equals two, and I said, yo, why didn't I just say this? And and also, I feel like at this stage, mm-hmm. it makes the most sense in terms of casting, mm. and because there's been so much talk lately, and the character I'm talking about is Nubia. Um. Wonder Woman's sister, whatever, depending on how you're looking at her. But I feel Yatide Badaki should mm. be cast as Nubia. And here's just some reasons why. Strong acting, mm. commanding presence that can hold her own up opposite of other very strong players or strong personalities, if you will, as you see in the current DCEU. Mm-hmm. She has the physicality and a combat readiness. If mm-hmm. you, if she actually has a, she's a resume floating, a, a acting resume floating around in that. But if you read that, you see that she she has some physical stuff on there, and so she's prepared to train. Mm-hmm. She has language skills, mm-hmm. and she also and this and this is just really an aside, but she has an accent. You know how 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 WB we love the accents, man. Uh, she's <laughs> already played a god, so she gets it. Bill Quist from American Gods, Great and then. Show. Finally, and, 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 you know, just very importantly, she's a whole look. Like, look at her. The I agree there. Fuck. Like, not only does she have the look, she is a look. Facts. So I feel, and, and, and if for, for all the people who want to be technical, oh, she's not that tall. Nigga, who gives a fuck? Wolverine was here for 30, 300 years and he's shorter than me. So it, it doesn't matter. It's movies. We can make it happen. Who cares about that? And for anybody who want to say some wild shit about age or some shit like that, Gal Gadot's 36 or whatever how old she is. Like, I, I don't think that really matters. So... I, as far as the current DC approach to the Justice League and all of the, the characters are, Yatide would fit perfectly within this space. Is there some talk about Nubia coming up in Wonder Woman 3? Is that what's going on now? I mean, well, the, the, um, the comic, the, the refreshed comic came out. Ah, uh, true, true, true. Uh, and, then, and again, she, like, just over, I just feel like over the last year, there's just been talk about it because you know, people, yeah. because of... Reasons that I'm not going to say the name, but the actor that plays Wonder Woman, you know, people are not really have always been happy with her. And, and you know, so the next step is people's like, yo, why not start talking about Nubia? Why not saying bringing about Nubia story? Shit like that. Like people trying to give WBDC a way out. They're trying a to way get... out. Like <laughs> a way out. I this guess. is how you push her out the paint. I mean, no, I mean, not necessarily. <laughs> Maybe not, necessarily not all the way, way out the paint. But you can hang out around a three-point line for a while. <laughs> we don't need you, you know, in the paint. You, know? <laughs> you take your shots from out there where, you, where you're going to miss a lot more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.